Welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Tyson Ferris. I'm Jeremy Sternhagen. And we are the hosts of The Real Jaws Minute. Yeah, so if you want to hear about jaws one minute at a time instead of silverado or in addition to silverado go check that out yeah all the other great minute by minute podcasts we also recently have uh, started hosting a, a a different sort of podcast but kind of in the same vein uh called bad at movies yep and talk have... about movies one of us haven't hasn't seen but not one minute at a time so you know shorter yeah. we do it kind of long form and yeah not not one minute at a time yeah. Anyway, let's get into minute 86. It starts with Mal looking down at his father's Henry rifle, and it ends with Mal skulking about the Silverado town at night. Hmm. So this movie, Tyson, mm-hmm. neither of us had seen it before. Yeah, so this does make kind of a, a good bad at movies because uh, we, we've never, we both love yeah. westerns. And uh, yet we have never, we had never seen this one. The whole premise of our new podcast is huge blind spot movies that at least one of us has never seen. And in this case, none of us have seen it. Yeah. And I can honestly say I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen this movie. I don't know why it was just always lurking in the background on my list of movies to watch. And I just never in my whole life got around to it. Do you know why I never watched it? Why? Uh, poster art. Which one? It, it It's just them against a blue sky and like four guys. And just a the silver photo. auto. The photo. Yeah. That one? It just yeah, looked, yeah. It just looked, it looked not good. Like it just. I always, I always knew that as the like VHS cover. Maybe that's the only way I've yeah. ever seen it. But anyway. Because there's, there is a more traditional like painted style there's actually one. a really good post there's there's two, two of really, them there's actually two yeah. really good posters <laughs> yeah for this movie and uh i had never one. seen them until i had to research it for this podcast and uh yeah yeah um i was always put off by it by how i don't know bland the poster was and well it has that that horrible trend where the easiest way to sell a movie, particularly in a VHS store, is to put pictures of who's in it on the cover. Like you just, you know, floating heads. Like, so people are gone, you know, they might, people might walk by and go, oh, Kevin Klein, I like him. I will watch this movie. Whereas the other posters that you and I love have no, in no way are they selling who's in it unless you happen to read uh, the, the credits that yeah. are on the poster. Yeah. But. But both of them are awesome. One of them is the them riding the horses on the water, and then it has the kind of collage of scenes from the movie mm-hmm. flanking it. It kind of has a similar 
vibe. They very have a like an Amsel or a, a or a Struzen vibe. Yeah, and I actually didn't. I wanted to look up who drew each of the posters, yeah. but I never got around to but it. They definitely have a uh, kind of a a Western uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark sort of yes. poster vibe, if you can imagine. And that. I can <clears throat> honestly say I am amazed that none of the ad campaigns, at least none of the ones that I saw, cash in on Lawrence Kasdan being the writer of Raiders of the Lost Ark. You'd think that an easy sale on this would be from the creators of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, or some, easily. You know, yeah. Uh, even though I find that trend moderately annoying, it's definitely a way to tell your audience what kind of movie they're in for, which I think that this movie definitely qualifies. Like, if you liked Raiders, you'll probably like this. Yeah. I think that's a fair fair statement. I, I think that's a fair statement. Um, did you have a favorite between those two other posters? Uh, I like the one with the black kind of binding around it. Um, and, with the, and, them and it kind of has a, there's, it, it kind of like a, a monolisk of faces kind of going up yeah. in the middle. Uh, it, it has that. Monolisk, and I think monolith, this, something like that. Anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Might it, have has the that, word. it has the vibe. I've heard it I pronounced both this, ways. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it has that vibe. This poster, that that art has the vibe of like an an Atari game. Oh, and for I, and I say sure. that as a compliment because I think the same artists, uh, the artists who did a lot of those Atari games, did many movie posters for sure, back in those for days. Sure. Um, but anyway, I I love it. Yeah, but I can definitely see if the studio was like, eh, this is a little like you're you're trying to make it look like an old movie, and we want to be new and cool and hip, like. Because as uh, as Lawrence Kasdan discussed, westerns were sort of kind of out of favor. Yeah, I was going to say, are westerns ever hip? Uh, well, in the six fifties and sixties, they sure were. Yeah, I guess. I don't so. know if "hip" is the right word. Popular. Popular, but I don't. I don't know if westerns are ever hip. Mm-hmm. Like they're always, yeah, looking backwards, kind of. You know what I mean? They're never, yeah, kind of in the now. But do you think that this movie is a progressive Western? Uh, I, no. An, an I 80s Western? I don't. I don't. <laughs> do you think it's an 80s Western? Do you think it has, I, it, 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 sh- does it, does it reveal itself as being made in the 80s in any way, I whether artistically th- or stylistically? I do think so. Yes. I ask because I knew what my answer to that question was. <laughs> I kind of don't want to reveal what my opinion of the movie. Should we reveal what our opinion of the movie is at, at, at day one, or should we do that at day five? That's mm, yeah, safe. I mean, it'll come. I'm sure it'll. I mean, it'll come out. It'll come out. But Let's save it. Yeah, but I, I'd just, say save it. You know. Yeah. Normally, in this episode, we talk about like our memories of this movie. When did you first see it? What did you think? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Don't. Uh, I first saw it last night. Did you have any preconceived notions? That's something we do. Ooh, yeah. Going into um, this. I mean, knowing who was, maybe, did you know who was in it? Did you know who directed it? I knew all that, yes. I think that that was one of those, I knew it had Kevin Klein. I knew it was kind of the first major role for Kevin Costner. Yeah. Uh, I remember that Brian Dennehy is in it. And I remembered that 
Just lost Scott him. Glenn. Just lost him recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking that as I was watching this. Uh, I always I saw him a hundred times in Cocoon growing up. A um, uh, movie I've and, never uh, seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I have seen Cocoon. Bad at movies, Tyson. You're bad, bad at, at movies. movies. Bad at movies. Um, and uh, what else did I? Oh, First Blood. I've seen First Blood many, many times. He's in that. I have um, seen that film <laughs> quite a few times. Uh, yes, a great movie. Um, I didn't know most. Of, I think I had forgotten or. I want to say every time I saw someone in this, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're in it. I had, I don't think I remembered or knew about John Cleese or Jeff Goldblum um, or... Uh, 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 when John Cleese showed up, I know it's not our minutes and we're not even into yes. our minute yet, but um, <laughs> when John Cleese shows up and they've busted up the place and he comes in mm. and goes, what's all this then? I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, that is just for a certain number of people. <laughs> like, not everybody's getting that. And yeah. I loved it. I was like, oh, you really have to be in the know to know what he's doing yeah. there. Um, um, my Monty Python love runs. It's the bathwater I was born in. <laughs> it is part of my DNA. And... I don't say that in a like, oh, I love it kind of way. I'm saying that in a, you know, season four, episode two, minute six, <laughs> just, you know, just, just pull an episode off the shelf, put it on and I will start quoting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be one of the famous ones. <laughs> yep. I can, I, I can run right along with it. But. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think I knew the big, you know, the top three billing, but I, beyond that, I, uh, not so much, but. I was delighted to see our good friend, friend of the podcast, Jeff Goldblum. Oh yes, friend of the podcast. Um, yes. I wish we had some of his minutes. I could our talk spirit, about him a our lot. spirit animal. Yes, yes. <laughs> he doesn't know it. He is our. He is the fourth host of this podcast. Oh, he just I adore, I adore to... him. <laughs> just adore. Um, uh, how can mm, I want? I just since we can't. Well, he, he, we can't talk about him minutes. yet because he comes up later. So, but uh, oh, he is. Oh, yes. I, I think good. we should get. I think we should. Uh, uh, yes, 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 stop, yes. I think. Yes. I think we should stop farting around. Okay, okay. And uh, let's get into minute eighty-six, please. Minute eighty-six starts with Mal looking down at his father's Henry. Rifle. Have I done this already? I think I have. Um, mm. Starts with it, Mal looking down at his father's Henry rifle, and it ends with Mal skulking around Silverado at night. If you did do it before, you did it way better that time. So okay. good job. Well, so yeah, we got uh, Mal, mm -hmm. and uh, played by Donald Glover, not Donald Glover, Danny. Danny. Danny Glover. He's Danny. He's Donald Glover's not dad. Not dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, off to a great start. Um, I lo I love him as adult Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they could cut a sweet music video of <laughs> all of Donald Glover. Don Danny, I, we're gonna. This is gonna happen a lot. Uh, they could s cut a sweet music vini video of all of Danny Glover's scenes in this movie. Uh, cut it to "This Is America." Oh yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I love how I love. Uh, Glover's performance in this film 
Um, mm-hmm. It's really uh, understated. Um, and he, I think he plays him uh, kind of historically correct. He would not be mm-hmm. a, a very l- learned man. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not necessarily... It's not, it's not cuz he's like not bright but it's just he's just not been schooled in any way. Do you know what I mean? Like you can Yeah, he didn't have uh access. Yeah, you could you can tell he's he's not dumb but he's he's not smart either. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not he's not educated in Yeah. in the things a he, wealthier he, person might he's be He's smart in. in a a worldly sense, but not, he's emotionally intelligent. Yeah, yeah, he, but he's not. Uh, you know, it, in this movie, it doesn't take much to get him into your trap. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, this movie is steeped in the Western tradition of reputation. Like, your reputation is all that matters. Mm-hmm. To the point where many people have a reputation that precedes them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy that this movie didn't really, so many Westerns kind of rely on, you learn about a character by other people talking about them. Like, Oh, that's, that's old Bob Johnson. He's the meanest some bitch <laughs> this side of the Mississippi. Yeah. You, you watch out. He's the best gunslinger. He's got that Colt rifle. He's faster Boy. than he's faster than a green yeah. snake in grass. You yeah, know. this movie. <laughs> maybe I'm forgetting a scene, but n- that never happens in this movie. It's you just see it. You meet characters and you see. Well, they kind of do that they're... with the audience, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of like go up. Oh, you like we're we're slowly learning about our our quote unquote good guys. Mm-hmm. Um. You learn who's good and who's bad by watching them. Yeah, some of them and making are, up your own mind, even though the movie has a clear point of view. Some of them in this film are straight like milk drinking good. Um, yep, <laughs> like almost to annoyance. Uh, Such as, uh, I I feel like save it for later. Well, no, I I feel like uh, 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 Jake and. Losing his name now. Um, Kevin Klein's character? Yeah. Uh, d- uh, d- d- Emmett. With a D. Emmett. 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 Jake and What's Emmett. Last- Jake and Emmett are like... I mean, these guys are like... Um, Payton. These guys are like Scott- postmodern feminist, like... Oh, oh, Kevin Costner, Jake. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I Kevin Klein is Payton. No, Peyton uh, does not fit that. In fact, I feel yes. he he really he really kind of rides the line between the two. But you're either in this movie, you are either bad or you are good. And the yes. only one that 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 straddles the fence is, is the Kevin Klein character, which makes him, mm-hmm. in my for my money, the most interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I thought some of the bad characters were bad because their motives were self-interest like they weren't mustache twirling evil they were just watching out for themselves yeah 
but I agree. They do it's get like a little the, the must- movie has. They do get a yeah. mustache, a little bit mustache twirly. There's the no Jeff Fahey character is definitely oh, yeah. mustache twirly. <laughs> like he's There's just no... like he's just a some bitch, and uh, you know, yeah, and and, no... and and likes being one. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. Yeah. Oh, he and that guy. Like every movie. By he's the in by the way, uh, first people. first film of his. Is it? Yeah. Oh well. It's an introducing John Fahey, which or, or Jeff Fahey, excuse Jay me. Jeff Fahey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you're right, yeah. A uh, great, um, great character actor. So, yeah, I almost, uh, I almost didn't recognize him here. But Psycho Three, which apparently is his second movie, checking out his filmography, that was probably the first thing I saw him in, and then I also knew him from The Lawnmower Man. I that would be the first thing I ever saw him in was Lawnmower Man. Yeah. And then he made a return, and um, a lot of the cast of this movie came back for Wyatt Earp, another Lawrence Kasdan joint. Correct. Um, I always wonder, as we sit here recording, having not heard any of the other minutes, any of the other episodes, uh, how redundant we're being. So, well, you tr- you, pretty, uh, you wonder that, but you you know. You don't know, so you just yeah. try not so, to. Be. Um, if you, the listener, is sick of hearing about Wyatt Earp. So I we? love uh, getting back to this minute. Uh, I love the uh, heat distortion that you can see from the fire. Ooh, yes. In the yes, close-up yes. of of uh, Scott Glenn, mm-hmm. um, Emmett's uh, close-up. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I just think that's a that's a great subtle detail that mm-hmm. you can feel. Um, it, this movie, I would call out the cinematography as one of the bright spots, no pun intended of this whole movie. And I don't say that just because like, well, you know, you point a camera at the uh, New Mexico landscape and of course you're going to get great stuff. Sure. Um, but really, this movie it the, looks fantastic the camera work is fantastic the lighting is fantastic and it does something us old school uh gen xers love with our with our spielberg type movies is this movie edits in camera and directs in camera so well where you're you know camera placement where you cut you know blocking the and all that it's Correct. just so perfect the geography is just you know where everybody is. You know what they're doing. And, of course, like here's our wonderful scene of uh, Scott Glenn and the heat waves. Like It's just it's such well, a scene where you don't need to have it be so beautiful. Of course, and I know, the and lighting I, in here is surreal. Yeah, and I, not- I noticed how um, something that struck me about this film is just how, much, how, how minimal the coverage is in any scene. Which... I can say I have a bias for it. I love it's played. It's played largely in wides. Um, yes. Sometimes you get some close-ups or mediums, but it, I mean it's largely played in wides. And uh, yeah, and and that that's the way a western should be shot, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, my personal preference. I know this isn't true of every movie, and there are some movies that are really well made that are choppy and edited hyperkinetically. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have a preference for movies like this, where the the directing to a certain extent is left up to the audience you and in wides and long sustained shots the audience gets to decide Mm -hmm. where they want to look and i love that about this movie absolutely and it's also so 
it's definitely lit in a in a dreamlike art like it's so well lit it's a little it's a little polished for my taste and i think that's intentional i think oh that, no it's hollywood is af you know what yeah I mean? like um I think on an interview with Lawrence Kasdan and the writer, his brother, I think they said like, oh, we, this is definitely like broad strokes, like romanticized view of the West. Oh, well, and even it's plot wise, it, it plays out kind of like greatest hits Western. I was saving that for our last episode but <laughs> review of the whole movie. Did you know yes. what I mean? Like kind of, kind of yes, uh, yes. Uh, plot points is like, there's nothing in this film you haven't seen in some 100%. other film. Do you know what I mean? Yes, maybe yeah. not, it, maybe not all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it, it mm-hmm. like kind of is a grab bag of great Western moments. I, I wouldn't um, be surprised if you couldn't go through this whole movie and find counterpart scene from some older western sure like, like oh, oh I, I got this I, idea I, from this i would 100 you know, percent gary with cooper that. movie yeah. yeah just preceding our minute uh uh i you know so whoever is hosting the week before us the i love i think maybe one of my favorite lines is the what was it i don't want to kill you and you don't want to be dead <laughs> i'm like that that's awesome there are so some awesome. great lines it's, in it's this gotta film. be from another and movie. we get some of them and one of them is coming up real soon here in this minute yeah uh you're in it now and it's gonna get it's mean gonna... yes uh i i think scott glenn might get the best lines in the movie <laughs> <laughs> now um, do you think I... do you think he's overplaying the hurt just a tad here uh, I mean, I know he well, just it, got trampled by a horse. So, I mean, that's <laughs> got to really hurt. But, like, I just don't think... Does, I don't know if you would struggle that long and then give up. I don't know. Well, and he's got a wrap around his head. Like, mm-hmm. what? Okay, so is... It's it's a very again Hollywood. It's a very vague. There is injury. a there is like, a cut. I, I I did read the script for our minutes. Um, there is a cut mm-hmm. scene, and maybe it was filmed. Maybe it just was. They decided they didn't need it, but um, mm-hmm. it's him taking him back, you know, over the saddle of a horse, completely passed out, and he he, he gets him to come to, and he wraps his head, mm-hmm. and he goes, and he, it's something like thanks, he goes, and he goes, you're welcome, and he goes, I've got to go now, and then he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Glenn was probably like, I need, I need, I need some scenes. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was kind of a fun little moment, but, um, (laughs) that's funny. Scott Glenn, Scott Glenn. So Scott Glenn is 45 in this film. Wow. And this is our only minutes with, uh, with him. That's correct. So we got our, we got our, we better get your, uh, but I wanted to point out that his brother, Kevin Costner, is 29 in this film. Wow. That is, that makes me wonder what their mom is up to. (laughs) I don't think Scott Glenn is playing. That is some poor family planning in my (laughs) opinion. (laughs) We don't even know that they're blood brothers. Uh, uh, Wow. Hey, uh, Scott Glenn's 
year of birth is? 39. Okay, well, it wasn't on Wikipedia. Um, so, he, yeah, so what'd you say it was? 46? Uh, Glenn yeah, is 39, I think. Um, if I remember, I'm, that, that's just off the top of my head just because I did some research this afternoon. You said 1939? I think so. So 85, that would be 40, 46, 47. Well, he would have he would have record he would have recorded it in eighty four. Yeah, yeah. So forty five. Anyway, yeah, he's still. Uh, I just wanted to his pause age in the movie. Just because the movie comes out in eighty five doesn't that mean that doesn't that mean that's how old he was? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So. He's uh, I love. I just need to pause to say I love love love. Love, 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 Scott Glenn. Oh um, yeah, I I, th- I love every actor in this movie. There's not a weak um, of of the main cast that is. Uh, I think they're all great, but I have a particular fondness for Scott Glenn, uh, in particular, The Right Stuff and The Hunt for Red October. Um, boy, have I seen those movies a lot. Yeah, yeah um, I remember him. He's uh, he's really great. He's so good. I mean, he's just such a good uh, actor. Um, yeah, I loved him he's... most recently in uh, the, the the Daredevil series. Oh yes, you know as yes. Stick. You know Stick. Yes. Um, um, basically playing Master Splinter. You know. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that haven't heard it, even if you hate Marvel things, Daredevil is fantastic. It is amazing. Uh, Jessica so Jones good. as well. Is oh yeah, yeah, awesome. Jessica Jones, fantastic. particularly season one. Holy cow! But uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, yeah. I think we're done with this minute, dude. Uh, yeah. So it ends with Danny Glover. Uh, it, it hits on the uh, the Western trope of like they killed my dad. They got my daddy. Now I'm going to go get them. Yep. I do love that uh, Danny Glover is just immediately leaps to like, don't you worry about it. I'll go take care of this. That's like, right. That's awesome. Which is awful nice of him. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yep. All these guys doing the right thing. It's like what the whole movie's about. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Hey, all you pod pokes out there. Did you know the Silverado podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site at SilveradoMinute.com? Well, it is. Did you also know that you can find all the reckonings and reasonings that your little hearts desires at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon? It's done on the Facebook, and you can also get it on the Twitters at the Silverado MXM. <laughs> so please join us next time right here on the Silverado Minute. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw is optional. Yeah. <laughs> not in my book. <laughs> oh, no. I'm never going to not yeehaw. <laughs>